by someone. Probably Russian. We don't know. As an act of war, no doubt about it. Having our diplomats in Cuba and some in China attacked by (laughs) some sort of ray or wave or whatever it was. Attacked in a very mysterious way that caused uh, some some terrible damage to them. It's uh, an uh, under-appreciated story, I think, in terms of its seriousness, as Jack was saying. It's incredibly troubling. Uh, I've mentioned that my daughter is uh, on an academic track heading perhaps toward diplomacy, and the idea of her or other kind, decent, interested people being damaged in this way is, is utterly sickening. So, you know, it's underappreciated. We appreciate it around here, and we're uh, really interested in folks who are working to get to the bottom of it. Uh, one of those folks is Beatrice Galam, who is a professor of medicine at the University of California, San Diego School of Medicine, and has been looking into this, and she joins us now. Dr. Glom, how are you? I am fine. How are you? Oh, we're great. We sure appreciate you taking some time because we know how busy you are. But um, tell us about how you became aware of what was going on and how you started looking into it. Well, I think there were uh, sort of two things that helped out. One is I was aware of what's called the microwave auditory effect. It's also called microwave hearing or radio frequency hearing, this phenomenon in which even though uh, microwaves are not sound. <laughs> sound is what's called pressure waves, and these are electromagnetic waves. They can cause sounds to be perceived. Uh, the sounds are produced inside the head and have characteristics just like those were described that were described for the diplomats. I don't want to get too thing- far down that road, but is yeah. it a, a neurological phenomenon, or is it somehow vibrating the eardrum, or how does that work? Yeah, so there's actually a dispute <laughs> among the researchers uh, between uh, one hypothesis that it's, quote, thermoelastic, that the microwave leads to an infinitesimal increase in temperature locally of 10 to the minus 6, that is 1 over, ten, you know, 1 followed by 6 zeros, mm-hmm. uh, degree temperature rise, and that this sets up a local pressure wave that is then actually perceived by the cochlea, and, and, you know, sort of as noise, and there are others who don't believe that that is Fair <laughs> the enough. mechanism. Fair enough. So but either you... way, the phenomenon clearly happens, and it's distinct in a number of respects from regular sound, and in all of those respects, th- those were present in diplomats. For example, um, one would expect, if it were a single source, that the sound perceived would be the same from person to person, which it wasn't. Some people heard buzzing, some people heard clanging, some people heard chirping like crickets, and that's exactly what happens with this microwave auditory effect because the sound that's heard for the same radiation source depends in part on head dimensions. Also, the specific character of the sounds that were heard match exactly sounds that have been reported for this microwave auditory effect. They were reported to be heard almost exclusively at night, which fits the fact that even when it's perceived to be very loud, it requires low ambient noise for this sound to be, per- this not really sound, to be perceived. It, uh, some diplomats reported that it was localized in space with laser-like precision. They rolled over in bed, it went away, they rolled back, it came back. That, mm. that was said in media to defy known physics. Well, it defies the physics of sound, but it's completely consistent with the physics of radiation. Wow. Others in the immediate vicinity heard nothing, even when people heard loud or piercing sounds. Again, not consistent with sound, completely consistent with this effect. Uh, diplomats reported that when within the area in which it was heard, when they walked, it followed them around the room. Sound sources, at least from a fixed location, don't seem to follow right. people. Right. But this does, because it's produced inside the head. It's typically perceived as just behind the head, or in some people inside the head or just above the head. 
and that's irrespective of the orientation of the person relative to the source of radiation. So okay, well, we, I think we definitely believe that you, you know, you, you've <laughs> nailed this down and, and you think you know what it is. How many, right. how hard, you know, how, how expensive a piece of equipment do I need to be able to do this to somebody? Or how rare no, would it be? I, I have actually not looked at all into the cost that you can actually find well, I just wonder, Would it I have to be like, a major actor like the United States or Russia, or could some weirdo do this? Uh, I think the right group of weirdos could do it. It wouldn't have to be a whole state. Uh, okay. It, it could be a rogue entity within a state. But Although you have to be pretty Russia smart, is, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah, pretty smart. And honestly, there are, you know, there are commercial entities now. I think online you can find something called the Electronic Weapons Education Network or Education Group or something that is trying to, you know, quote, advocate for and educate about electronic weapons for use in military law enforcement and civilians. So wow. there are people trying to sell this kind of stuff. A thought just popped into my head, maybe beamed into my head from uh, from rogue yeah. agents. Um, is there is there anything that can obviously protect you? Can you wear earmuffs or earplugs or wear a helmet? Is there anything you can, if you wore a helmet while you slept, would you be okay? Uh, aluminum foil uh, wallpaper. Yeah. Well, so that's a, a, an interesting question, and the answer is maybe partially. One problem is that if the helmet is covering part of the head and radiation comes in one side, then it may bounce off the helmet and come back through. So you're sort of getting a double dose. Oh um, but in principle, if you had something that covered more fully, uh, maybe something more like you know uh, the kind of visory thing that people wear to do welding with the front covered with. There, there are films that do some radio frequency protection. I have to look at the frequency range and how far into the microwave range those go. I don't know if there are films that mm. cover the, the full part of the spectrum that one would need to cover. Dr. Beatrice Kalam is on the yep. line, uh, professor of medicine at the University of California, San Diego School of Medicine. Um, to what extent are you uh, certain or, or believe it to be likely that this is a deliberate act as opposed to, uh, say, a, a sloppiness um, in the operation of some technology that, that was uh, had a legitimate use? Uh, leakage as opposed yeah. to a targeting. Yeah. I'm not sure I would say leakage, but I do think... Uh, I have not seen anything that completely compels the assumption that it's weaponry instead of, say, surveillance. Uh, you can look online and find something called TTW, or Through the Wall Surveillance Technology, which is marketed to law enforcement. I think the ACLU is not happy with this, in which you know, radio waves, microwaves um, are used to look inside properties and detect you know, where there are people and whether they're moving and so forth. And if you want to detect where people are, then you want to use pulsed radiation, the kind that produces, that can produce this strange auditory effect, because pulsed radiation allows you to localize where people are in the structure based on the time it takes for the, the signal right. to bounce back. Huh. Um, so, so, so I don't see anything that completely compels, uh, you know, the inference that it is weaponry instead of surveillance. I think reports were that some of the early individuals affected were CIA operatives acting under diplomatic cover. That would we maybe... do that? <gasps> no, no, of course not. <laughs> but that might maybe edge up the weaponry side. But then it would all, you know, surveillance would also be something 
that one would want to do. And of course, it's possible that the State Department has specific details about this that would push toward weaponry that I don't have. Right. Um, but, but both kinds of things can cause effects. Um, and incidentally, it's known that um, this, you know, the U.S. Embassy in Moscow was microwaved from 1953 going on for several decades until, depending which source you read, either the latter 80s or the 90s. The assumptions by us uh, in the 1970s, based on New York Times uh, reporting, were that it was surveillance on their part. Their response was that what they were doing was jamming our surveillance mm-hmm. devices on the roof of our building. That, not, yeah. that, not that their response is necessarily credible, but... Um, I can believe that. But, yeah, so, but surveillance can happen. Apparently, also, there were microwave-activated listening devices found in the ambassador's home uh, at that time. Uh, so there are, there are potentially other options where the collateral damage could be, you know, just collateral damage as opposed to the intention. Dr. Glom's uh, work, in addition to what we're discussing, uh, is wide-ranging, including Gulf War illness, statins, antibiotic toxicity, ALS, autism, the effects of chocolate and trans fats, with a secondary (laughs) interest in research methods, including placebos. What do you do for fun? And please, please say something ridiculous. All that's fun. (laughs) I design killer robots or something like that. No, it's absolutely fascinating. And hey, listen, uh, you know, not only as as talk show hosts, but as uh, Americans and, and, you know, people who who care about people being injured unjustifiably, thanks for the great work and, and keep it up. Okay, well, thanks very much. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Yeah, um, uh, I like I like people like her. What does she do for fun? This. The, the, the really, really super smart people who accomplish a lot, what they do for fun is the thing they're interested in. Right. And they yeah. do it all the time. I can see it. And they get really, really great at it. Yeah. Well, she chases down mysteries. I watch a lot of sports. <laughs> yeah. I like to chuck rocks at trees and try to hit them. <laughs> I saw Larry. I think Larry David said that on 60 Minutes when he was interviewed. They said, "What is it going to say in your tombstone?" And he said, "Is that a thing? Does it have to say something on your tombstone?" <laughs> but uh, he said, uh, I, "I don't know if it had to say something on my tombstone." Uh, he watched a lot of sports, <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. what I feel like. Somebody like that that works all day long studying something devotes their life to it. I completely get though. That chasing down mysteries is oh, sure. a motivator. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because a lot of us have a brain that once once you put one in front of us, it's it's what compels you to waste an hour of your life watching those stupid 48 hours things in the middle of the night. And then a body turned up. <laughs> right. And then they go to commercial again! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, I've, I've learned I can't even engage in those things or they just suck me in. Hey, pretty good text about uh, the motivation. Behind Kavanaugh's accuser, mm, that a lot makes of great pretty emails good sense. too. Yeah, I I think we've got to adopt a new standard as society on this whole thing. Please, I'll put you in charge of the committee. I just think I don't think there's any other way to do it. Um, our text line four one five two nine five KFTC four one five two nine five KFTC. That whole thing is troubling, man. That brainwave attack thingy. Oh yeah. Jeez. Attack or inadvertent injury while surveilling. Right, right. As the doctor pointed out. Yeah. Either way, troubling. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
Armstrong and Getty Show. The American public wants to know about what happened, and they want to know that the Senate takes this seriously. That's Anita Hill, um, back from the Clarence Thomas thing, that recently saying that, that, that people, huh. people need an investigation. There's a certain aspect of people wanting to, in their minds, get this one right to like make up for that one. People who feel like that that was a railroading or miscarriage of justice or whatever. We played the uh, Anita Hill, Clarence Thomas thing earlier. Listen to the podcast if you want. They both sounded completely believable. <laughs> I don't know what you do with that at the end of the day. We might have the same circumstance on Monday where two people tell two stories and they sound completely believable. Right. And and then we know. all let our biases and whatever other things factor into who we believe. Yeah. And... And there's also going to be widespread disagreement on whether the correct questions are being asked or if the questions should be asked at all. Uh, the nature of the offense, the vagueness, the, the the time that's passed, the youthfulness, the um, I don't want to steal people's thunders, thunder because thunders because we um I don't want to steal people's thunder. Anyone's thunder. Now I'm ready um, because they make such beautiful points, but there are very few points of agreement in what is a multifaceted, multi-layered inquiry. What I'd are we say. doing here? So somebody said the reason she came forward could have been, and, and you could have done this anonymously, because this has happened to a number of people since Harvey Weinstein. Somebody comes forward, and then other people come forward, because the person's been a pig their whole lives, and then all of a sudden you got a case, and then the then we all say, okay. Eight women all of a sudden say, yeah, that happened to me too. Um, about, you know, name the TV star, movie star, athlete, whoever in the last year and a half that's happened to. We know how that whole thing works. So it's quite possible that she thought she's going to come out and say that happened. There's going to be a bunch of other women that are going to say that. But there hasn't been anybody, which is definitely good for him. Oh, yeah. I mean, because... Yeah. Yeah. Well, we received an unbelievable email. I'd like to publish it just because I think it'd be useful for a lot of folks um, from uh, Ann Anonymous, who was not only uh, sexually abused uh, frequently, but it was actually bought and sold. Trafficked is the new completely neutered, useless term that's, that's used, but whatever. Can't fight every fight. Um, this person was bought yes, and sold? Yes, she was wow. the victim of sexual assault, uh, et cetera. Um, and she says, um, what I've not heard people discuss much about the situation is if this is a pattern of behavior. This is what makes the difference to me. Could this have been a drunken teenager who at one time made a bad decision? Maybe. Has this been a person who has made good decisions for the benefit of other people for the vast majority of his life? The answer would appear to be yes. The precedent this, that this sets is if you make a mistake or someone says you did when you're a teenager, it defines you for the rest of your life. Well, you might as well tell people to give up now before they even hit 18. Don't even try, people. If you make a mistake, your only day job should be as a pooper scooper. Then she believes, given the uh, selectivity with which people are outraged about this sort of thing, she uh, 
uh, believes the there is well, just a great that, deal of cynicism, political cynicism at work. Just on that part, you know, the yeah. having done something years ago, does that define you for the rest of your life? So uh, if you murdered somebody as a 20-year-old, served your time, got out, lived a clean life, everybody says you're great, got a law degree, whatever, I could see that person ending up on the Supreme Court. You were a murderer. It's conceivable. It's, it's that's a stretch, but it's not you know impossible. Do, I wouldn't automatically depending on the circumstances. I wouldn't. I wouldn't automatically rule them out. Was it a uh, like uh, um, the, 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 the soft spoken guy who um, ran against uh, uh, Trump? Now he's the HUD guy, Ben Carson. Ben Carson. You know he he got into violent encounters as a youth. Grew up in a tough hood. Mm. If somebody had died. Yeah, I suppose so. So a couple more points, if I might, because um, I thought they were so beautifully made. Um, this is a uh, uh, a prosecutor with many years' experience who says, my views are not those of my progressive office. To add yet another layer of, hip- a layer of hypocrisy to the attempt to taint the nominee, consider the recent changes in the law enacted by politicians of this same bent to lessen punishment for even juveniles who commit violent crimes. The theory is that studies prove the brain of juvenile males is, in particular, leave them prone to poor judgment and impulse control, and that, therefore, they should be held less accountable for their actions. In California, this has resulted in special early parole considerations for not just juveniles alone, but any criminal whose crime was committed before the age of 25. This is Penal Code 3051. The point is, these same folks who want to hand voting rights to convicted felons who have served their time now propose that one instance of 36-year-old juvenile conduct, if believed, which at most sounds like drunken groping, should outweigh 35 years of an adult life lived in an unquestionably exemplary fashion. Should everyone in the Senate have to account for the conduct as juveniles? Outrageous and sad. Although, um, uh, I get all that, but a lot of people are saying, uh, in fact, several senators have said, if he's lying about this, that disqualifies him. That would be if he came forward and said, yeah, I did that, but I was young, my brain wasn't developed, blotty, 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 deeply ashamed. And I've been led an exemplary Mm -hmm. life since then. Another facet of this that I mentioned, because it comes with a fair amount of heft, is uh, comes from uh, a person with a master's degree in counseling psychology, um, it is possible the accuser has some vague memories from a youthful trauma and over the years possibly trying to work through her feelings in therapy. She's creating a false memory of some of the details. Uh, with a master's degree in counseling psychology, I've seen people honestly believe that confabulated memories were actually part of their lives. And he or she includes several uh, examples of people who had specific concrete memories of things that never happened. I believe she believes what she's saying. I believe I'll have a drink. Um, got another interesting text from somebody uh, I actually know with an experience on that. We'll get to that later. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, both sides of the Kavanaugh standoff really digging in their heels now. Why are crayons littering our ocean's floor and the connection between pollution and dementia? Crayons littering our ocean floor. What? Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Gambling problem? Is it Christine Blase Ford or Blasey? Blasey. Blasey so, is what I've heard most commonly. So, Christ, so the New York Times for whatever, last night on the third article I read, we're referring to her as Dr. Blasey. 
I guess that's the name she uses professionally. But every other article referred to her as Dr. Ford. In Dr. fact, Ford, yeah. the article started referring to her Dr. Ford. In the middle of the article, it switched to Dr. Blasey. This is your issue? <laughs> well, it just seems weird. Yeah, it is then odd. I thought, yeah. Because I was reading along, I thought, wait a second, Blasey, who's that? Who are we talking about? I had to scroll up to figure out, okay, they changed her name midway through the article. Whoops. I mean, pick one. And if everybody in the country is calling her Dr. Ford, it's It's disrespectful to a professional woman. All right, whatever. Uh, Let's all agree on what to call this person. Anyway, uh, she named a PJ who was at the party. And this Patrick J. Smith has now written a letter saying, I was not at that party. I whatever do, party that was. I do not understand how you make that blanket statement. I don't think he, uh, uh, oh, I've had somebody address that via email. I think we're phrasing it poorly. They are saying I never was at a party like that that she describes in that place at that time. Although she can't even nail down the right, year. Right. right. It'd be so right. vague. I just I don't know what their lifestyle was like when they're running around. She claims they're really drunk, but how many times did I get in a car full of people and there's music going and we're talking and we show up to a house and we go in and I don't know where it was or who it right. belonged to or then we go to a different place. Yeah. Anybody ever had that experience before? <clears throat> so to be able to say I was never at that party, just I don't know how you would do that. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, you can't even give me a year. Yeah. Oh, what or did a she say? <laughs> I'd have to see yeah. what she said that he's denying. Yeah. yeah, was it how specific was it or detailed was it? Yeah, because if she can't uh, pick out, you know, the the town or the place yeah. or the year, how Some can he say party I wasn't there in this right. range of time? Yes. Right, I wasn't at that party. Well, which brings me back to my uh, original right. point of view, at least this morning, is that this entire thing is a grubby, disgusting, pathetic uh, waste of time. I will get to uh, let Marshall do his news, but Lindsey Graham has uh, tweeted, requiring an FBI investigation of a 36-year-old allegation without specific references to time or location, as we were just mentioning, before Professor Ford will appear before the Judiciary Committee is not about finding the truth, but delaying the process till after the midterm election. That's absolutely obvious. Which might be, and I know that I saw at least one Democrat strategist say this, this is a bad move. Mm. If the seat is open come election day, you got all those Republicans that held their nose and voted for Trump, holding their nose and voting again for Republicans because they care about the Supreme Court justice. Who might have stayed home otherwise? Mm-hmm. That, I don't think they're playing it right. Who knows? Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Along with that, Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Senator Chuck Grassley says no investigation. The FBI is not going to look into the sexual assault allegation against Kavanaugh because, he says, Republicans are conducting their own investigation. No FBI investigation. Now, well, Cal- that's not going to satisfy anybody who's not a Republican, but... I, and I get that the FBI does background checks. Yes. That's that's what they do yeah. for this sort of office. Mm-hmm. But it, it, the FBI investigation is being thrown around uh, in terms of the criminality of the thing, which is silly. I mean, it would be the Bethesda, Maryland police Correct. who would look into it at this point, And they wouldn't look into it. And oh, no prosecutor right. would take the no. case. So that, that gets back to my new standard. Right. I, think, I think we honestly... I think we honestly have to do this. There's going to be a lot of pushback. We have to go with the legal standard and end it there. There's a reason the law is what it is. Oh, oh! I thought you were saying yeah. beyond a reasonable doubt. You're talking about the statute of limitations if, or what? If we have decided yep. over all the years that we've decided that, you know, after this number of years, you can't prosecute a case. There's a reason we decided that. Yeah. Now, if you want to change that law, we can have that discussion. 
But otherwise, we can't keep ending careers and 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 ruining people's lives and reputations over something that's outside of what we right. thought was legal, legally right. even possible. Well, and it I'd, makes no sense. I'd like to add to that. I I mostly agree with you on that. Um, and I swear to God, I will stand by this. If some Democrat or liberal is is looking at the uh, getting on the court or whatever. I have no interest in what people did when they were youth, youths, to quote my cousin Vinny. I have no interest in hearing what they did as children. You joined ISIS yeah. as a 17-year-old. I, is perfectly okay for a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> All right. How to argue unfairly. The Joe Getty strategy. Well, you, you bought my tape series. I shouldn't be surprised that you've learned from it. I have almost no interest whatsoever in what somebody did as a college student. Unless it was so, so wanton, so, you know, you could cook up an example that would disqualify somebody. But drunken stupidity, even violence. I mean, because the nature of this is, is the accusation is terrible. Sexual violence is unforgivable. But. And we have no idea whether it occurred or not. But think of all the felonies. I'm, I'm particularly talking to the dudes here. Think of all the felonies you may have committed when you're drunk. Assault and battery. Theft. Copyright infringement. Copyright infringement, <laughs> needless to say, Michael. Uh, indecent exposure, maybe, in some crazy hijinks. My crime, defrauding an innkeeper. Right. Going right. to two movies when you only paid for one. Right, exactly. Uh, 17-year-old drunk kids being tarred for the rest of their lives? Come on. So you were an ISIS? If from, it happened. You were an yeah. ISIS <laughs> judge from 2015 to 2017? Yes, I was. That's correct. But I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Divers are reporting that crayons are chronically littering the ocean floor along the Monterey Bay coastline. Because octopus love to color. They can do it beautifully because they have eight arms. They found hundreds... I can finish an entire picture in like a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's amazing. They found hundreds of crayons during their annual beach cleanup in Monterey. Over the past three years, they pulled out over a thousand crayons from the ocean floor there. What they're looking at, where are they coming from, how are they getting there, it turns out restaurants... Oh, yes. In the Monterey area, like to hand out crayons for kids to use to color. That that bothers me a little bit. I like the the kids getting to color is cool. Yeah. The fact that they feel like you need to have a fresh new box every single time and throw away the crayons. I can't afford to eat there. Well, every cheap, I go to cheap restaurants, man. (laughs) They still have a fresh new box of three colors every single kid that that must be a a, a modern thing back when my kids were little you'd get like a a glass like a juice glass of broken fragments (laughs) of crayons i'm sure they cost a nickel but still i just i hate throwing them away you know my favorite restaurant um on the pier on a fisherman's uh wharf in in monterey no no kids no babies no little kids or babies allowed and a gal uh, tried to bring in her baby, and they said, I'm sorry, but we're allowed. We can't welcome you, blah, blah, blah. Huh. And she's like, what? They said, yeah, that's our policy here, and we we're very sorry indeed, but... Uh, we hate kids. Yeah, get the hell out of here with your brat. And uh, It's a decision. It's a business decision. One final note. Turns out Maroon 5 is going to be the headliners for the 2019 Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, goody. Maroon 5. They're a fine, right. accessible, and enjoyable perfectly, rock and roll band. The kids okay. seem to love them. Yeah. That's perfectly fine. I, don't, I, just, I, uh, I have no reaction to that. Zero. Well, Didn't make life. me happier, sadder, 
<laughs> I didn't learn anything, really. Well, just watching nothing. a band play music on a screen is so rare. <laughs> <laughs> the opportunities are so few. Just, I, got a, I got no reaction to that. All right, that's a wrap to introduce. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. We have not rung the bell yet today. Name a band, the year, and a song. You want to see it performed? Then give me 45 seconds. I'll get it for you. We'll watch it together. Sean, I don't listen to young people rock and roll. Is Maroon 5 still relevant? Nah. That's why they're the choice. Yeah, exactly. They're just flat enough to not be offensive or excitable for anybody. (laughs) Well, I got that handsome fella in there who's on the singing contest show. And and he's pretty funny, too. Oh, yeah, he's a fine dude. Yeah. But, yeah, again, I have no reaction to that. So, like being told that they're going to have pictures of animals at halftime. Wow. Okay. Look, a giraffe. Wow. Look at that Super. neck. Oh. Look at that neck. Right. Oh. Okay, the Peter Yacht next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. The nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You sit there in your heartache, waiting on some beautiful boy to, to say. So you think it's not going to happen? Okay, well, we'll stop talking about it. What's that? The, the hearing, hearing on Monday. No, no, I don't think so. Oh, and now there are some people who say, yeah, go ahead, let's have Kavanaugh address it and be done with it. They'll go ahead and vote on Wednesday and then we're done? Uh, yeah. Or it's out of committee. Right. And then it goes to the full Senate. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Okay. It's the end of that. That was fun while it lasted. It was a very exciting story there for a little while. It was disgusting while it lasted. Kanye West is moving to Chicago. Hey! His his hometown. Uh, I got nothing to add to that. Um, uh, Monday Night Football had its lowest rating since 2006 the other night. So while the ratings are up a tiny bit from last year so far after just a couple of weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they feel like they may have stopped the losses after double-digit drops three, four years in a row. It was the lowest-rated Monday night football game in in 12 years, which ain't good. I'm telling you, I forgot football was on Sunday, and I realized it was Monday night football Monday and didn't care. Didn't even look at who was playing. They lost me. Yeah. Will they get you back? Could they get you back? Uh... I'd say thirty uh, percent likely. Okay. M- my my team wins a bunch of games in a row. Team my friends are into um, wins a bunch of games. That's maybe. what would pull you. Know, I, was, I was just starting to think what yeah. would pull a person back in. But yeah, if your yeah. local team starts to do well, that'd get you back in. It could. Everybody's talking about it. Your buddies are talking about it. I mean, but it's a social thing. I will but tell no, you. In terms of passion and living and dying with every game, no, no friggin' way. Not for the rest of my life. And if you and if you do, that's perfectly okay. Although uh, when I'm an old guy, I'm going to watch a horrific amount of baseball. I've decided that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, like every game. <laughs> yeah, being into any particular sport is fine with me. It's just it's just entertainment. It's just what you're choosing to do to do for entertainment. Mm-hmm. But I will say, once you're out, it's easy to stay out because it would take effort for me to get back in because I don't know who anybody is. Right. Well, and you're out was mostly lifestyle based, right? 
Uh, yeah, 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 I'd say. I mean, because mine is revulsion-based. So that's uh, going to even uh, be a tougher nut to crack to get me back into it. Yeah, I, yeah. so I got, you know, started having kids and all that sort of stuff, and I don't have time, and then I become less familiar with the players, so it's not fun to flip on a game anyway. I don't know who anybody is. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like watching two college teams I don't know. Like watching Texas play Auburn. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Um, uh, to me now. And once you also just realize, yeah, I don't need it that much. Right. Which is the danger of all entertainment, including ours. Right. Is that you can very quickly realize, oh, there's other things I could do. Right. The loyalty to entertainment is paper thin, which we try to remember every single day and try to provide you the very best quality radio entertainment that exists well, on planet Earth. Well, and imagine. Through amplitude modulation. No. <laughs> Now, granted, our our gig is a little different than an NFL player, but can you picture if if I got busted for God forbid I, I can't even make the words come out of my mouth hardly if I got busted for beating Judy? Oh my God! Can you come up with a back, different come example? on back because I'm still making funny jokes about the news. That's Enjoy a good point. Me. I see your point. Okay, Enjoy yeah. me. I see your. I'm point. not going to beat you. I'm entertaining you. Yeah, I see your point. No freaking way. Yeah. That's and just, I tell you what, I was, I was huge 49ers fans for years. I was a huge 49ers fan for years. And I'm not going to go through the names, but a string of my favorite players either quit to protect their brains, God bless them, good move, fellas, or turned out to be violent thugs. That's a good example. We don't do that in other kinds of entertainment, really. And, and, to, and to root for them, to have my ego tied up in them, when I find them reprehensible as human beings... I just, I just can't do it anymore. Yeah, that's interesting. Because, like, uh, Stephen Colbert and Jerry Seinfeld had that disagreement over Bill Cosby. Jerry Seinfeld said he could still enjoy the, the comedy albums. Colbert said he couldn't. Yeah. But in general, for entertainment, like, they turn out to be a scumbag. No, I'm out. I'm not going to. I'll find some other entertainment. Yeah, but with sports, we'll put up with all kinds of stuff. Yeah. That we'd never put up with out of a comedian or a guitar player or something like that. Hey kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> Here's your host, Joe Getty. Like, I won't put up with any uh, drugs among my guitar players. <laughs> no way. I see you at the joint. Your CDs go in the trash. It's back to Pat Boone. That's right, your record albums. I'll burn them in the street. Like those damn Beatles. All right, let's get a final thought from everybody, huh? Let's start off with Marshall Phillips. Marshall. And I'm going to go uh, over to the Raven Social and Athletic Club because I have to talk to my financial advisor. I haven't checked the spread yet on whether or not the Kavanaugh hearings are actually going to happen, but I'm going to look into it and see mm. what the odds are. Uh, very good. Uh, positive, Sean. Final thought? Yeah, it was uh, thrilled to be reminded that this weekend I'm actually heading out of town to an old high school buddy's wedding. I'm going to be seeing a bunch of people that I haven't seen in... Sometime 10, probably 12 awesome. years. It's going to be awesome. great. Looking forward to seeing everybody. Excellent. Uh, Michelangelo, what's your f- final thought for us? He could make a delicious Hot Pocket. There wasn't a TV dinner he didn't enjoy. Michelangelo's tombstone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, Jack, do you have a final sh- thought you'd like to share with us? So I wasted your time with a bunch of old clips from the Anita Hill Thomas, uh, Clarence Thomas hearings today. What can I go back to tomorrow? You want some whitewater investigation clips? How or... about the resignation of Spiro Agnew? Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> that'd I'm be waste your time with that. So my final thought is, you know my new old pickup truck I bought in Boise that mm-hmm. has no Z in it? For uh, Joe Apalooza in Idaho. The, uh, the, yeah. the windshield squirty thing doesn't work. Joe mm-hmm. Cella. And I'm thinking of trying to fix it myself. Oh, you can do that. 
thinking of ordering the part, swapping it out. Sure, why not? Doing it myself. I think oh. it's probably a mistake. How about you just carry a bottle? Spray bottle? Oh, the juice? Hang my hand out yeah. the window? <laughs> squirt, squirt, squirt. Exactly. You can do that. That yeah. could be good enough. I do drive in the snow and the muck a lot in the wintertime, and man, you got to squirt that thing off a lot. Um, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. I have very poor forearm strength. I'm tired of squirting. <laughs> so many people who thanks so little time. You can you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I feel a major twist coming in the story today. I just Ma- feel it. Major twist reporting for something. duty. Another person comes for something happens. Could be. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. It would have been the first ever case of someone being demoted from porn. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.